We are on a mission to empower busy women with the tools and skills they need to grow a successful, profitable and purposeful handmade creative business. A business that they are excited to jump out of bed for every morning. A business that allows them to quit the day job and start living life how they want to live it. Welcome to the Handmade Business Podcast with your hosts Anna Maria and Lindsay Warren. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Handmade Business Podcast. I'm Lindsay Warren and I'm joined by my co-host Anna Maria from Anna's Planners. Hello. Um, So me and Anna have got a great episode lined up for you this time which we think will be so useful to help you really review how things went last year and get some really good goals and plans in place for 2022. I can't actually believe I'm saying 2022. How scary is that, Anna? Absolutely. In fact, it's still funny because, and I said this on, a, on an episode we recorded recently, recording it in June, but releasing it in October. Well, we're recording this in October, releasing it in January. Yeah. So it's totally weird. <laughs> um, so it is so important to take some time to review how things went in your business because quite often we will have achieved things and we don't give ourselves firstly we don't give ourselves enough credit um, and sometimes we just don't look back at the lessons we've learned about why we achieved something or maybe there was things we didn't achieve but there might be a reason and a lesson learned in that that we can take forward you know and and recognize what stopped us achieving that goal so that we can achieve it in the future. Do you agree, Anna? What are your thoughts on reviewing your business? I think it's so important because it's the best way to be able to see what you did right, what you could maybe improve on and work out the goals, where you're trying to go with not just in business, but also in life. You know, we need to be reviewing our year in general. What did we do good? What did we maybe not do so good? And what would we hope to do better this year? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. Um, And me and Anna have got an exciting freebie for you this time. So um, a lot of what we're going to cover today, you'll find in our freebie, which is um, how to review and plan for an amazing 2022. And you can get that from clicking the link in the show notes and going to our website, signing up to the newsletter, and you'll be able to get this as a free download. So, you know, you can go ahead and and write these questions down and go through it but we'd love you to actually take the time and get the get the lovely work but that we've designed for you so you can really make the most of this and you will have something to refer back to during the year. So we're going to start off today by getting you to look at at least three things you are proud of that you've achieved in your business this year because you should be shouting from the rooftops and giving yourself an amazing pat on the back for everything you have achieved. Um, And it's so helpful as well to look at why the achievements did work. So, you know, what are the lessons that you've learned on on how you achieve things? Um, And once you've done that, we really want you to take a little bit of time to consider what didn't go quite so well this year. Were there any goals that you didn't achieve? And don't feel bad when you look at this point. These are just lessons learned. And if you can find out the lessons learned from things that didn't go well this time, you can try and mitigate for those next time. So really think about, you know, what were the reasons why things didn't work? What achieved you, stopped you achieving some goals? 
What are your thoughts on that, Anna? Yeah, I, I think it's really actually important, like you say, to stress that if you are looking back at things that didn't work out, that's fine because they're just learning opportunities. It didn't work out and you're going to learn something from it. You're going to improve next time. You're going to do it better next time. Nobody gets everything right first time. It is just, that's just not how humans work. We have to learn and develop. But by appreciating it, sometimes something can go wrong and you can internalize it and think that you're wrong or there's something wrong with you. Whereas if you get it down on paper, see the lesson that's been learned, then what that allows you to do is feel more positive because you're like, okay, well, actually, it wasn't that bad. And that that happened. And then also, actually, a good thing to know is you could also sort of say, well, what good came out of that? Yes. Well, not just what did I learn, because that's separate, but what good thing came out of that? Because no matter what has happened in our lives, we something good will have always happened. It might not have happened immediately, but it will have led you on to something else that if you hadn't made that choice, it's like the butterfly effect. If you hadn't made that choice or made that product or chosen that thing, you wouldn't have then led on to something greater in the future. So. Yeah, I think that is so true. And I know like when I've done things in the past for my business and they haven't worked out, the things that have, you know, you can't always see it immediately and you can feel quite down and fed up and think, oh my God, I'm wasting my time. I'm just going to give this whole thing up as a bad job. But you get a, a little bit further down the line and then it all becomes clear and actually why that thing happened and why that was a good thing to happen even though at the time it might not feel like it yeah so definitely. I think as well like when things don't perhaps go to plan I, I try and look at not only just for the lessons learned but what are the opportunities here because sometimes there will be an opportunity and you can think well being quiet in sales that doesn't feel like much of an opportunity but maybe that's the ideal time for you to implement something new into your business and without that little bit of quiet time you would have never done it and that one thing that you've implemented might change your business completely going forward so the more you can look at those quiet times or things not going right as an opportunity I think that can help you with your business so much more do you agree Anna? Yeah in fact, you know, I know because I've been doing this now for, well, going on seven years, I know when my quieter periods are going to be in the, in the year. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. And when I have those ebbs, I know that that's the time that I want to sort out my tax because it needs to be done. But I know yeah. there's going to be really busy periods when I'm not going to have time to do it, but I still need to get it done. So I'll use those ebbs to get the tax done. Yeah, it's not nice doing tax. I don't mind it as in as a, as a function. I don't mind doing the thing, but it's not nice receiving a tax bill. But it has to be done. Simple as yeah. that. So when I'm on a down period, I know it's tax time. I get it done. It takes up quite a bit of time to do. If you even if you've been planning every month of the previous year and you've kept up to date, it still takes a little bit of time to fill in the forms. But then other things like when it's, you know, in the summer and Christmas is coming up after summer, like that's going to be the next build up. I know summer for me is going to be the time that I'm going to be starting to take Christmas photographs or 
get my listings ready for Christmas or stock up on my inventory ready for the Christmas period, get things bought like packaging because once Christmas hits, the packaging sells out that I buy. So I have to buy it in advance. So all those kinds of things, I can't do them when I'm busy. I have to do them when I'm not busy. So so making the most of those, you know, what you might feel is a, you know, something negative in your business, turning that into something positive by implementing something new, I think is such a good thing. And knowing about Schedule those. Schedule your plans. social media even. Yeah. You there's know, like, always jobs to do, isn't absolutely, there? Absolutely. Yeah. Things that you will help you to get the sales, but you have to yeah. put in that time first before you, they come. So definitely. Yeah. And even if you're listening to this in January, start ma- and you're not sure what to do. You could be making stock for Easter, the summer, Halloween, Mother's even Day. Christmas. Yeah, there is always something to be working on. And that kind of brings me nicely into the next thing we want you to review, which is your products. So as a handmade business owner, the products you sell are key to having a successful business. So it can be so helpful to spend some time and look at this year, you know, what was your best seller? Why was that item so popular? Maybe you can offer that particular item in a different colour, a slightly different style. And then that will help you sell more of that item, even to the customers that have bought it once already, but it will be slightly different. And then it's important to look at what items did you sell least of? You know, can you amend them? Can you replace them? is it time to ditch them? Because there's no point in having stuff that just isn't selling. And I have made things in the past. I've thought they're great, but for whatever reason, they just haven't appealed. And I've just have to put that one down to experience and think, right, okay, well, they didn't sell. Can I just put them on sale and get rid of them, but know that I'm not going to make those again? I think as well, having a handmade business, we spend a lot of time making. So for me, I know I want to spend time making things I love. Now, we can't always just, you know, wake up in the morning and just make all what we like. We'll have orders to fulfill and things like that. But trying to be aware of the things you really enjoy making just makes your business so much more pleasurable. And then lastly, you know, what is the thing that you least like to make? Sometimes, I don't know about you, Anna, but we all have something in our business where, it sells really well, but you know what? That's that one thing you don't really like making. So maybe you can think about amending it or making it easier to make, or do you really need to make it if it's that much of a pain? So there's what what are your thoughts on the whole product review, Anna? Is this something that you spend time doing each January? It is. And um it's not usually January isn't usually the time that I will do new products. I usually start to do that in March. Full full disclosure there, um, just because January and February actually for me is still quite busy with orders because, yeah. as, and I think I said this in the Christmas episode, there's people who forgot gifts, got given gifts, but didn't give gifts. They're you know exchanging it, blah 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 blah. So there's still things happening in January, February with regards to new products. Um, that's not on my the top of my list. So, but when I start doing it in March and I'm doing my product review from the previous year. Another thing that I'll actually do is I will go through messages that I've saved. So I'll screenshot messages where people have said, do you make this? And if I've got maybe two or three people that have said, do you make this product? And I've had to say no, and I'm not in my new making period of time. Yes, sometimes I can because I do make custom orders. I can make some things sometimes, but sometimes it does need 
an actual overall, I've got to sit down and really work out this new product. So that actually happened a few years ago where at Christmas, um, it was it was a number of years ago now, I didn't have a in memorial for a brother. Um, I didn't I didn't I didn't offer that product at all. Um, and I'd had, I think, six or seven people at Christmas ask me, could I do a brother necklace? Obviously, I had to say no. It was a busy period. There was no way I had time to make a new product, photograph it, list it, etc. So when it came down to the new year, that was the first thing I did was make a brother memorial necklace. It's now one of my best sellers. So Brilliant. looking taking that's why market research is so important to big businesses they want to or not market research customer feedback sorry market research too but customer feedback is so important to big businesses because they want to know what the customers want because they want to make it so you buy it and they get money like that's just the way it is so you have to take heed of what people have asked you for but also seeing as I've mentioned it market research yeah when you're doing your product review, if you've not had any new ideas or new things that you want to, to make, look at your competitors, not saying copying, it's not about that, but it's about looking at what your competitors overall, the trends have been, what can you incorporate into your business to make a new product out of? So it's not like, oh, I'm going to go and steal that idea. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about literally adapting something that's already out there and making it your own. So if you've not had any new ideas, those would be my tips on how to create new products for your year. Oh, that's some brilliant advice there, Anna. I love how that you were capturing people's, suggest, you know, the requests that they were sending to you that you had, you know, you didn't have a chance to actually do during the year, but you made a note of them and then you found a way to bring those in in the new year, which is really good advice. So definitely one to remember for everyone. Um, so our next thing we want you to consider reviewing is money. So this is so important because a lot of us start out as a handmade business as it being a hobby. And we really have to transition our mindset into thinking that this is a proper business now. So we've got some suggestions here for things that you should really consider reviewing when it comes to your money. So first of all, have a look and see how much money actually came into your business last year. And then you need to look at what your outgoings were. So what were the subscriptions you might pay for, your Etsy fees, packaging? There's a, a whole kind of business expenses that you might be paying out for that aren't necessarily related to your product. You know, I pay for QuickBooks because I don't enjoy doing accounts. So that's just under £10 a month for me. So there's all different things when it comes to your finances that you need to have a look at. Then you need to look at how much did you pay yourself? So what were your earnings from the business once you'd paid all those things out? What was your net profit? And really getting down and looking at what your monthly expenses are and the costs to run your business. You know, it might be that you have a business bank account and you have some bank fees. You might have a website where you're paying a monthly or a yearly thing for Website costs, you may be paying out for liability insurance and things like that. So they all is so important. Do you agree, Anna? Yes. And it's why, in fact, the handmade business planner that I developed has got an entire section dedicated to finances. And funnily enough, this morning, because um, my partner actually started a business this year and he was talking about how he was just getting a bit stressed about what was coming in and what was going out. And I said, you need to write it all down. You need to understand because... 
if you don't see it in black and white on a piece of paper or you know some kind of planning like you won't be able to understand exactly what it is that you're making and yeah like you say if there's something you can save money on you know there'll just be things just just leaving your bank account I've got something that I'd subscribed to a few months ago it was like it's two pounds 85 a month and it's to do with an add-on on the website that I'm building and I actually don't need it because I've not used it so but I'm paying £2.85 every month so how ridiculous is that it's just sitting there going out of my account for no apparent reason so you need to keep a track of your finances so if you haven't done it in 2021 2022 is the year to get stuck in you know and one of the things I wanted to do last year was change my business bank account because I did have one with fees and I've now switched to one that I don't pay like a monthly fee for anymore and that was one of my goals for the year so it without doing this money review that might not have come to my attention that that was something that I really needed to do so there just are so many little things that come up when you really start going through the money review have you got anything else to add to that, Anna? Well, I, I think it's also important to get your financial goals in track, like just to um, just to really understand how much it is that you want to earn. Yes. You know, it's not, you know, we, we're having a business in, in our lives because we want to earn money at the end of the day. If If not, it's probably a hobby. So if you are wanting to make money, then it's probably because you want to pay for stuff in your life. So if that is you want to cover half the bills or all the bills or three quarters of the bills, or whatever it is, working out actually how much it is that goes out every month is surprisingly something that not everybody does. Um, it's not something that I did until recently. I wasn't very good at tracking the house side of bills good at tracking the business side but not so good at the health side but knowing how much you need to earn every month you can then work backwards so how much do you need to earn every month how much does that how much do your products cost how much profit do you get from each so what's your gross and net profit on each individual item how much do you need to be selling every month to be able to earn the income that's going to cover the amount that you want to pay for in your life each month which sounds complicated but it's not it's just like you know if you're going to go and get a job for example you know how much you need to earn every year in order to cover your life so it's exactly the same thing how much do you need to earn in your business in order to cover what you need to pay for definitely definitely wise words there Anna so the next thing we want you to spend a bit of time with you in is your pricing so so many people struggle with pricing their handmade products and then they set a price and then they just leave them there. So I want you to take a minute and consider when was the last time you actually put your prices up? Because I can assure you that the retailers on the high street are putting up their prices. You know, it's not very often you go in a supermarket and products say the same week after week after week. You know, they will be putting their prices up and we need to do the same too. So I want you to think about things when it comes to your pricing, about how long it takes you to make something, your materials, your packaging, your selling fees. So spend a bit of time really thinking about your pricing and make sure that you're setting your prices at a rate that works for you. 
So I want you to commit as well when you download the workbook to think about when and how much you're going to put your prices up. So don't just think, oh, I'll do it in a few months time and, and then don't get around to doing it. Really think about committing when you're going to do this pricing review, if you're not going to do it in January and how much you're going to put your items up. So and stop and think about, you know, when you thinking about pricing your handmade products, how does that make you feel? Sometimes we can get in this mindset that if I don't put, you know, if my prices are too high, no one will buy anything. But it's all really down to mindset when it comes to pricing and looking at it in a different way that your prices are affecting the quality of what you make can really help you move past that. So what are your thoughts on the pricing review, Anna? Well, I've had to increase my prices numerous times since I've started um, because various things have changed. And in 2022, I'll probably have to do it again because there's going to be new taxes overall for us as human beings. And so that's going to impact on my suppliers. And then that's obviously going to impact on what I'm having to buy to make my products which obviously, unfortunately, I have to pass on to customers as well. If, if, it, if what I use to make my products goes up, I have to put my prices up. So keeping on top of that is really important. And if you didn't do that last year, because there were some increases last year, but if you didn't do that last year, definitely make sure that you do it in 2022. Obviously, when you get out the gate, when you've started your handmade business, you always want to be pricing properly so that you are making a profit. And that isn't just to do with your financial goals. You also need to be looking at what other people, when people that sell similar products to you, what they price their products at so that you sit in the market properly. Um, but yeah, there's, there's things that will happen, whether it's fees on the website or if you sell on Etsy, Etsy fees might increase. We had the regulatory fee on Etsy that was brought out this year. It doesn't seem like very much per item, but it's something that wasn't there before. It's something that people don't take into consideration, but it has to be um, free shipping, all that kind of thing. If you're going to offer free shipping in your shop. I didn't used to offer that. Now I do offer that. So it has to be incorporated into my price because, you know, shipping isn't really free. But Etsy would like you to have free shipping. So your price has to go up to incorporate that. Although saying that, quick thing, they did bring out something recently where you can now have two different prices for your items so that you can offer free shipping. So if you sell, sounds naughty to me. It sounds naughty, but that's how it works. Mm -hmm. So let's say your item's £10, as in that's what your price costs. And if you want to offer free shipping in the UK, you only have to pay £4. So that means that your item then becomes £14. But if you want to send something internationally in order to offer free shipping there, actually the shipping costs £8 internationally. So usually you'd have to make your price £18 so that it covers the free shipping internationally as well as the free shipping domestically. Well, now what they've done is you can set the prices so that it will be £14 in England or UK and it will be £18 internationally so that you're still offering the free shipping. You're still not spending any more money than you have to, but there's two separate prices. Well, thanks for sharing that, Anna. So the next thing that we're going to review um, is social media so social media is a massive 
thing, a massive driver and can really help your handmade business. So have a think about all the social media platforms that you use, such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Maybe you've got a YouTube channel. Maybe you've got email subscribers. So have a look at, you know, how what are your figures for all of those now and make a note of them, because it'll be really interesting when you come back next year at the end of December and you look at this workbook again and you see just how much you've grown. That can be such a good motivator to help you carry on with something that can sometimes feel like it just takes forever. So once you've done those figures, something that can really help you as well is to just review which social media platform is working best for you right now? You know, where do you have the most success? You know, are there certain times of the day when you post that you get better results? And what type of posts? So, for instance, on Instagram at the moment, there's so many different things we can do. We can do reels, we can do Instagram TV, we can do lives, stories, just normal, regular posts on our feed. So, what for you is performing the best out of all the things you've done this last year and being aware of that can really help you when you come to making your plans for next year so you know what is the biggest lesson you've learned from social media this year because there are always lessons to be learned and the more that you can learn and implement new things definitely that's going to help you in the next year so what are your thoughts on a social media review Anna? I think it's massively important and I think that if you see that something's working well for you and something else isn't, my advice maybe when you're just starting is to just focus on the thing that is working and not to worry about the thing that isn't. If something's working, put all your energy into that rather than trying to do every social platform because when you're just starting out, there's so much to learn and there's so many changes that happen to platforms all the time that to keep on top of everything is probably going to be more detrimental to your business and possibly even your mental health. So it's better to just focus on the thing that's working well. If you haven't got any social media and you're looking to start social media, choose the platform that you already use personally and you like and just go with that one for business. For me, it's Instagram. I do have a Facebook page, but I literally never post on there because I don't enjoy Facebook very much. But I really love Instagram. I also love Pinterest. So I focus on Pinterest. Um, so, yeah, that would be my advice when it comes to reviewing and what you want to carry forward or what you want to start. Yeah, that's great advice there. And I, I definitely agree that you don't have to be on every platform. I mean, there's also TikTok that I didn't even mention. And yeah. a lot of people will you know, use that for their business. And it can be great for businesses, but it is about considering what you have the most time to do. Where are your ideal customers hanging out? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Instagram? You know, are they on Facebook? Some people get good results on Twitter. But it's finding out for you where your ideal clients are hanging out, really. So definitely a lot to think about when it comes to your social media review. So the next thing we want you to consider is reviewing your website or Etsy, depending on how you sell. Um, or you might be on Folksy or there's other selling platforms that have handmade. But it can be really helpful just to take a little bit of time on those 
you know, wherever it is that you're actually selling. So spend some time thinking about your descriptions. Do they need updating? Do your photos need updating? You know, what is it on your website or your Etsy page that really needs some work? Do you need to work on your SEO, on your titles or your tags? You know, so reviewing what's worked well and what you need to improve and then setting your goals for next time can be so, so helpful. Um, so something else we really want you to spend a bit of time reviewing is all about your productivity. So, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in a rut with how you plan your week and how you do things. But there can be a lot more efficient ways of working. I mean, some of you might have this down to a fine art and feel there's no room for improvement here. But for most of us, there will always be those times where maybe we find ourselves scrolling through Instagram and, you know, it's 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. And we've not been as productive in our day as what we would have liked to have been. So spending a bit of time and thinking how productive you actually are in the week can really be such a good thing for your business. So take some time to think how you are planning your work, you know, your working week. When do you work best? You know, I'm a real morning person. Not everyone is a morning person. Some people are a night owl and they'll love to be working on their business late at night. So think about when you get the best results, because there's definitely not one size fits all for this. Um, then have a consider about what is your biggest distraction. So for me, it's always my phone. So improving my productivity means for me to move my phone out of the way where I can't see it and I'm not distracted. So what's just interested at that point, Anna, to know, you know, what's your biggest distraction? Actually, when I get into it, I don't get distracted. It's the getting into it sometimes that's the issue for me. So I have to make sure that I'm being productive at my most productive times of the day. Once I get into it, though, I, I won't I won't stop. Isn't that really weird? I will procrastinate beforehand. Once yes. I've started, I'm fine because yeah. I won't I haven't I have um, my notifications are always switched off on my phone. I don't get notifications. I only have, um, you know, the little badges where it says one or two or whatever. Yeah. So the only thing I've got turned on is is Etsy conversations that's and and obviously like calls and text messages but I don't have whatsapp don't have instagram so anything like that I have to physically go onto the app in order to find out if I've got notifications that way I just don't get distracted by my phone pinging and I made that choice about two years ago and I've never turned them on and I'm still going so it's obviously fine we don't need to have them on so you know if there's anything emergency with my children the email even on your phone you can set um you can set email addresses as favorites so you're actually a favorite oh thank you so if you ever send me a email it will come up as a notification but like the children's school is a favorite so if they ever send me anything but if it isn't important you're not a notification I won't know about it until I click on the app. That's how I don't get distracted. That is a really great tip. So when you're considering your productivity and how how you're making the most of your time, just consider at this point, you know, are there things that you can do differently next year to really get the most out of the time that you have to spend on your business? 
So a couple of more little exercises we've got with you, you know, got you to do before we even go on to looking at your goals is just to spend a bit of time thinking about what your dream business would look like. So this can be really helpful to brainstorm all the things you want to achieve. You know, how do you want to spend your time in your dream business? What would you outsource to do? And don't play it small with this. Dream big. This doesn't mean that you have to achieve all of this this year or even next year or the year after. But put down what your dream business looks like, because I I do always say this to my coaching clients. If you don't know where you want to go, how are you going to get there? So even if it feels like these things are not close to you right now, doesn't mean in a year's time they may be that much closer than where they are now. So thinking about your dream business is an exercise I really love to do. So is that something that you like to do as well, Anna? Yeah, absolutely. I love the dream business. I love also the dream day, which incorporates business because I do this full time. So I have business incorporated into my dream day. I need to know exactly what I want to do. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm doing it right now every day, but I need to know exactly what it is that I want to do so that I know, like you say, where I'm going. Because if you don't know, how do you, how do you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So the next exercise is that we want you to do is one that I I really do love this one. So it's one year from now. So this exercise is thinking about how do you want your business to look one year from now? So if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know me and Anna, I'd love a little bit of law of attraction. So this is um, where you're really writing as if you have all those things have happened already. So think about what you'll be doing each day how much money you'll be earning, how many sales you'll be making, how you feel about your business. So is this, a, is this something that you love to do as well, Anna? So, yeah, I find it very exciting looking at the year ahead as in, oh, you know, oh, there's a quote, actually. I can't remember what it is, but there's a quote of like, think of it, you know, like, oh, I've got 365 days What's that future person going to look like? Imagine the things you could achieve in 365 days. The possibilities are endless. So I really enjoy doing that and seeing what that person's going to look like. And yeah, like you say, we're very into the law of attraction. So I have to, but again, it is coming down to that. I need to know what that person looks like in order to put things into place to get to be so that my now meets up with my future and we you know we mold into one another in a year's time so yeah I really like that task brilliant so we're going to end this episode there today so we've spent a lot of time talking about reviewing your year and the things that you need to look at and next time we're going to really dig deep into goals and planning for self-care and all the new adventures that we want to have I'm really excited to do the episode next time are you too Anna yeah absolutely and I think it's we're giving you an all-rounded kind of you know this is a nitty-gritty episode and next year next year's (laughs) next time's next time's episode is going to be a um more more of a fun not that this isn't fun today but this is more getting pen to paper and writing it all down whereas next time we're going to give you ideas and inspiration and things that you can you know you might not have necessarily thought about so yeah also 
depending on where you listen, whether you listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher or Spotify, we'd just like to um, ask if you could please leave us a review. It really does help us out with the algorithm. We want to reach as many people as possible and both Lindsay and I have received lovely messages from people who have thanked us so much for bringing out this this podcast that's helping them with their handmade business. And those people might not necessarily have been following us prior to listening. So they've actually just found us because the algorithm has shown our podcast to them when they've been searching. And the only way that the algorithm shows us is by people leaving reviews. Obviously listening as well, that helps too. But the reviews, as you know, with your shop, reviews really, really help. So we'd massively appreciate it if you could go and leave us a review on any of the platforms that you listen to us on. Don't forget everyone to pop on over to the show notes and visit our website where you can sign up for our newsletter and download this free workbook which will really help you move forward with your business next year. So thanks so much for listening. Bye.